Welcome to Urban Legends New Year Special. Uh, it's a podcast about urban legends and all kinds of stuff surrounding it, uh, even if it's via very thin fabric. Um, we got a double episode today because um, it's a New Year Special. Uh, so the thing is that a lot of the New Year's legends are pretty, pretty thin gruel. So uh, I'm going to do two from uh, one from Spain and one from Japan. So opposite sides of the world. Uh, I should introduce myself. I'm 1800s rent collector, Chris Flynn. And with me, as always, is a man with some very interesting theories on pyramids. It's Mr. Neil Herbert. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? How's, uh, how's your 2022 been? Less said about that, the better. Oh, okay. Um, Not a good one? Well, you know, probably the same as everyone else, to be honest with you. So let's hope hope 23 um, works out a bit better. I'm not sure. I think we're going to cling on for another couple of years before it gets better, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think think 24 earliest, really, probably. Yeah. So, Neil, uh, you're, you're quite into your pyramids, is that just is that just the Egyptian, or are you into pyramids of all of all uh, cultures? Oh, just absolutely. I mean, they're they're obviously uh, you know, it, it's not just a uh, spiritual sort of Egyptian stuff, Chris. You know, there's hard science behind this. Oh, good, yeah. good. Man. If you if you've read my manifesto and my blog, then yes. uh, you know you what you said to the FBI. Yes, <laughs> shamefully ignored it, and yet another you know um, example of the corrupt state. Yeah. But, you know, what, what can't pyramids do? You control mines, sharpen razors. Sharpen razors, can they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You, you put I, a... You put I would a, suggest not Occam's. <laughs> why do you think Gillette make all of their razors in the middle of the Giza pyramid? Oh, do they? Is that what yeah. it is? It's a fact. In a, in a chamber underneath that. the That's Sphinx. a fact. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it a hushed up fact? Because I've not heard it. It's, facts don't care about your knowledge of them. Oh, Okay. And so what, what do you think about kind of like Mesoamerican uh, pyramids? Not as keen because, you know, they... they don't like them. Not got, yeah, not not as good. So you only they're, like... They're, they're stepped pyramids. I like yeah. a geometrically perfect pyramid. Oh, so don't get me wrong, they're, just... they, they're good. Yeah. They're good. But, you know, not you're, not your con- time. you're not concentrating the powers as much as you could be. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, so, hey... You know, for modern society, it's, you know, a lot of people, Good, it's good enough, isn't it? What's good enough? Yeah. Do you know what's good enough for me, Chris? Perfection. Perfection. Exactly. Lovely. What do you not, think? Not of... enough of that thinking. It's just me and Elon Musk these days. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about the pyramids on top of Canada One Square in the Canary Wharf in London, Stockland? The glass pyramid well, on top I mean, of what used to be London's tallest building. That's why they're kings of all the finance, aren't they? Because they've tapped that power. Is that what and it is? Yeah. Oh, so... Uh, so the, you know, the Louvre, why, is, why has that got the best collection of arts in all the world? Not because they stole it from a load of people, you big lonely lizard. Under, under Napoleon. <laughs> it's it's because they built a pyramid. Glass pyramid outside. Yeah, outside, concentrated all of the cultural resources of the world into one of the greatest displays of art that we've ever seen. I mean, really? that was done quite a bit later after all of these things were collected. But uh, Yeah, but time's time's not linear. No, exactly. When it comes to pyramids. To flat circle, as we know. Yeah, well, this is another thing that, you know, it messes with the chronology of time. And... Um, Okay. So, yeah. uh, so are the Giza pyramids That's built what we now or have. in the future? 
Or are they currently being built? Or are they always being built? They, uh, have they always been there and will they always be there? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's the answer? There isn't one. Right. Okay. Um, so That's a fact. That is a fact. So, so, so where do they get their power from? Is it from starlight or uh, ley lines or vortexes? It's a combination of all of those and many, really? many, many. It, basically, you're taking all kinds of energy. I mean, things people talk about ley lines and all things like this esoteric kind of like occult things. Well, no, they're just sources of energy. Yeah, mm. you know, because would people have known about geothermal energy 300 years ago, Chris? No, digging into the ground to get heat, you would have been considered a madman, wouldn't you? All think, we're tapping into sources of energy. I mean, I, I think people still knew the volcanoes were hot. Don't dispute facts, Chris. You <laughs> should look like an idiot. Right, sorry. Yeah. And she looked like a terrified caveman screaming at fire. Well, I mean, no, you're making your me feel good, like that's what make I am. You warm. Yeah, well. Maybe that's it. Maybe, you know, maybe I'm sorry. just not... not sorry, sorry that the harsh light of my shit. genius is... Tony, oh, hiding in the shadows that you like to... Oh, it's burn, it burns the eyes yeah. and stings the nostrils. That's what truth does. Like sulphur. Clears out all the... Your, your sinuses. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> exactly, your sinuses. Yeah. Also, pyramids very good, yeah, for, for sinus. Are they? And how, yeah. how does that work? Do you sit on top of it or do you go into some sort of uh, internal yeah, chamber? Really. Yeah, you go... Oh, really? Well, just go near uh, it? Personally, I'd go into an internal that's chamber. Why no one in, that's why no one in Cairo ever gets the colds. Exactly, yeah. That's fact. Is it fact? Yes. Really? Common cults never reach Cairo. Yeah. And only some of them Stops reach the Mexico City. Yeah. But that's because, you know, a lot, as you've already. L- largely, largely kind of like um, nullified, ameliorated. But uh, yeah. But, but because of the, because I've got step pyramids, then uh, it's yeah. not, it's not quite powerful enough. Not as potent as it could be. Mm. Yeah. Watered down. Yeah. What about kind of um, pyramids in sort of Japan or like earthen pyramids, which you get in China? Which figure them? Not interested. No, just don't care. Don't care. <laughs> Never heard of them. <laughs> not, my, not my area of pyramid yeah. expertise. Pretty good. I would have come across them by now, I'm sure. Oh, fair enough then. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, pyramids in India? No. No, no. So it's just Egypt and Mesoamerica, but not really Mesoamerica, just, just Egypt. Just the geometrical shape, really. That's what I'm interested in, you know. But, hey, the Pyramids of Giza, that's the, uh, you know. That's uh, the top the good top demonstration of the how you want You've got to make them big and you've got to make them pyramidic. Bold. Yeah. Bold as brass. Yes. <laughs> or the brass top cap. Yeah, you can't beat that. Well, it was gold, you know, wasn't I'm, it, originally? Mm. Oh, no, it's, yeah, because the pyramids were covered in limestone and had a gold top cap originally. To uh, to better source the power down into the uh, well, the that's very inert, isn't it? Yep. So excellent for as, as you conductor. know. Except, well, I mean, it's perfect for kind of audio equipment, isn't it? You always want your, your gold tips, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> for like HDMI cables, want a bit of gold plating on them. Yeah, I, you know, if you want to see a movie properly, you should spend at least two hundred pound on a HDMI cable. Fact. <laughs> that's what the guy that still told me and I'm really I know facts when I see it have you never had this in the thing where someone tries to sell you like an overpriced HDMI cable no because I just buy them online so I don't have to deal with salespeople. Yeah, well, that's the, the last time I went into Where'd you go, Rick, was it in Richard Sounds no it wasn't Richard Sounds to be fair Richard Sounds are normally or customer service is alright it's um, no I went I can't remember I think I this was years and years ago I bought my dad like a Blu-ray player mm. like it was a little little thing um 
And then they tried to upsell me on the HDMI cable. I said, no, I'll take the cheapest one you've got. And it's like, oh, no, that's full Zero. No, I'll take it. It's digital. It's exactly <laughs> it's the same. Twice. Well, well, no, it's not. No, it's just not. let me live my life, man. <laughs> I'll have the cheapest one. I'm spending fucking nearly 200 quid in the Blu-ray player. Give me the cheapest HDMI you got, cheeky fucker. Whatever it was. But, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know how the how people get paid in electronic stores. I mean, I might have been on commission and good luck to him, but I just wasn't. Into- yeah, and like I, I say, you know, but if not, it was just why? buying a HDMI cable. I, I don't know. I mean, he might have genuinely believed that it was better. I don't know. Don't don't really care. Yeah, fair enough. So you don't you don't speak anymore? No, we've not spoken guy. since. <laughs> really? Oh. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not sure we it sounded like a promising friendship I mean, he was all going all right until then yeah I thought it was but he just he, I don't know yeah so I don't know if he was on commission or just genuinely thought that I was like finding out that someone's anti-vax like after you've been chatting with them getting on really well for like yeah. an hour well, um, you know it's a toxin yeah you know they put mercury in it to control speaking of which Neil have you uh, seen these Backed. new have you seen these new Trump NFT trading cards oh <laughs> They've been designing a pyramid. Well, they, they did all sell out in one day, you know, but that doesn't surprise me because a lot of people probably think they're going to make loads of money. Yes, they are <laughs> hilarious. It, It's just like... It's, it's written like... It's, it's the insane. Emperor's clothes, but it's insane. Going, well, yeah, being nude is, is the ultimate flex, by the way. It's, yeah, it's insane, like, to, like as a superhero and stuff. Oh, yeah, as, you know, as, you know, watch around with guns as a military thing. I mean, I don't know why they didn't just have him as like Conan the Barbarian with just like a massive erection. You know what I mean? Just like a three foot cock. Banging in the Statue of Liberty. Exactly. (laughs) Take it to its logical conclusion, for fuck's sake. That's incredible. I mean, it's sort of beyond parody, isn't it? Well, no, it's, it's, it's several steps beyond parody. If you'd sort of, you know, if you'd written that into an episode of the, if you'd done like an American special, The Thick of It, do you know what I mean? Like, 15 yeah. years ago and done that, you'd have been like, oh, Amanda Inucci's losing it a bit. This is, mm. this is well <laughs> over the top. Do you know what I mean? You just, you can't, you, you just can't. Yeah, Amanda, oh. so, the, so the American version of that, which was done by Amanda Inucci, was Veep, Veep. for our North, North American friends. Yeah. I think he's like, well, if you're a bit of a comedy geek, if you can put it like that, he probably, he's probably known in America, but, you know. Yeah, he's doing Avenue 5 at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. That space thing. I've not cool. seen it yet. But. So you, you've been uh, shaking down some of those fucking tenants who won't pay their bills then, Chris? Is, yep, that's I'm right. Sure, come Christmas time, they tend to be squealing about needing to buy food for Tyler Tim and all that shit, don't yeah, they? Yeah, that matter to me. Sell yeah. your furniture, that's what I, I say. I assume they see the back of your hand. <laughs> well, no, they, well, they, they, well, they see the back of um, my foot up their ass as I kick them out on the streets. Nice. Don't pay your rent, out you go. Simple yeah. as that, you know, i you know, I don't own the properties. I um, yeah. I get I get a percentage of the rent that I'm able to collect. You know, why should my family go hungry? Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. So, they're not uh, going hungry, are they? They're, they're not. No, they're good. No, my yeah. kids are morbidly obese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, they're a little little bit too well fed, aren't they? Yeah, little... terrible health conditions, which is why I need the money. <laughs> yeah. Gout, yeah. gout at six years old. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Yeah. Not bad, that's, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, one of my kids had to have a leg removed yeah. at three yeah. because um, he'd been eating too much um, buttercream. So well, you, you saw him eating a carrot, didn't you? you knocked it out of his hand. Yeah, <laughs> not, not for, for you. my kids. No, that's what horses eat. Here, have a suet pie. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, the rent collecting going doing all right. There's plenty, you know. There's plenty of um, there's always more punters need. Some of the lived, don't they? Yeah, and if um, 
you know, if I lose a bit of money on the old GGs, then I just uh, up the rent by 25%. Make it bad. back. Not too bad. They don't like it. There's always someone else. Yeah, fair enough. Go somewhere else then. Yeah, fuck off. Pull yourself you know, up by you your bootstraps. Like, and... You don't like living in lower Manhattan and five points. If you don't, if you don't you like can't. extortionate rent, then buy your own house. What do you think of that? You don't live in a city. They don't not think these things through, do they? Oh, yeah, you just go and, go and live in the countryside country. where there yeah, are no jobs. Find, find yeah. a cave. Find a cave, forage for mushrooms, you know. Don't don't like it. Found your own country. Yeah, exactly. You know, get on um do what do what my think it's easy. Did. Get on get on your bike and cycle to another country and find find a job and somewhere to live. Yeah. Found it, come up with your own source of economics and Yeah, find students. your own government. Yeah. Kill yeah. the indigenous Create people. Create your own society. Yeah. <laughs> Feel all the think land. It's so come, easy. Up with a, yeah. come up with a come up with a system of land ownership. Claim it for yourself. No problem. No problem at all. That is the problem. They can be bored to get off their asses. Well, they're too busy moaning, well, they're too, too moaning busy in Irish and Italian, lattes and complaining about how life isn't fair. Yeah, not a lot of them have soy lattes, to be fair, in, um, no, in well. 1,800 tenements, which, I, which I've run. But, you know, the thing is... You've got, you've got to remember, Chris, we, we're actually technically from the future, so it's kind of it gets very confusing. Yeah, we pointed out that you know time's an illusion in the past. Well, this series is confusing, isn't it? Well, like, well I think a couple of future. mischievous little Doctor Manhattans <laughs> struggling to comprehend <laughs> how, how you all the timeline. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, it's because we've got all our cyber cyber implants in our brains. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Way ahead, experiencing many many realities at once. Do you know what? This episode, very much, we're going to be experiencing two realities at once. Ooh. One from each side, different side of the globe. Uh, so from for New Year's, uh, in Spain, we're going to look at Homme del Nassos. Mm. And from Japan, we are going to look at Namahage. And both sure. of them are New Year's traditions, and they couldn't be more different. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Rather. <clears throat> so which one would you Back like to hear it. first, Neil? I'd say let's let's head off to Japan. There's okay. something interesting happening Nippon, there. Nippon, land of the rising <laughs> sun. Yes. So. What does that translate as, Chris, into? What? But for those of us who don't speak Japanese like me. Oh, you idiots. <laughs> you don't even speak basic basic conversational Japanese. That's unbelievable. Um, what, what does Namahage? Yeah. Uh, that's just their names. Oh, okay. That's literally. I thought it might translate into like you know, nah. many-headed fish lady or something. No, unfortunately not. Or maybe it does. Let's read on. Let's find out. <laughs> so uh, I'm just reading this from Wikipedia, but I might have a look at some other sources. Um, again, the New Year's one tend to be quite thin on the grounds um, as to as to what they're about. So, that's... so. <clears throat> The Namahage are demon-like beings portrayed by men wearing hefty oni, which is ogre, masks, and traditional straw capes, mino, during a New Year's ritual in local northern Japanese folklore of the Uga Peninsula, uh, area of the Akita Prefecture. Hmm. These frightfully dressed men impersonating the Oni demons wearing masks, dressed in long straw coats or mino, locally called kide or kende. They are armed with deba knives, 
Okay, or, coming tools up, I like. Coming tools up, albeit wooden fakes or made of paper mache. So it's just, just in case, safe, isn't it? Because you know, someone what, has a bit too much sake. <laughs> they go out probably on New Year's Eve. You guarantee that's a real, that's that's a real tool that we're carrying around with. But you know, for the demonstration, they're just uh, you know, yeah, a bit of paper mache. And toting uh, tioke, which is a hand pail made of wood, so a bucket, wooden bucket, so a knife and a bucket, knife and a bucket, all the better to bleed you it's with. A good name of a pub, that knife and bucket. Yeah. So they march in pairs or in threes, going door to door, making rounds of people's homes, admonishing children who may be guilty of laziness or bad behaviour. <laughs> what is it about this time of year? We just poor kids, poor kids leave them alone. Admonished enough, yelling sake. phrases like, Are there any crybabies around? <laughs> you cry, you crybaby. I think this is stressful. You imagine what I look like. I had to do the civil service exam when I was five, which is uh, Nakuko wa iniga, or Are any naughty kids around? Uh, Warukiko. Wow, I, I think their definition of naughty in ours is going to differ slightly. Yeah, I think so. You didn't you didn't bow properly to your father. Yeah, you something. didn't bow low enough <laughs> to show status. Uh, in the pronunciation, and well, not to disrespect others, uh, you know, of the local dialects. No, it, it's just it's yeah. a different way of doing it's a different things. Way of things. Exactly. I would hate it. Oh no, it wouldn't wouldn't suit me. Yeah. No, I wouldn't even. Bow not saying one way is right or right or wrong, but obviously, we, I you think know, it's probably brought up differently. Um, traditionally, the Namahage have worn painted wooden masks, sometimes made of wood bark and primarily painted red. But in recent years, they have been manufactured using bamboo strainers as frames, cardboard material, or flattened metal canisters. Hmm. <laughs> like um, uh, Ned Kelly. <clears throat> oh, yeah, that'd be... Well, that's the thing is because everyone everyone associates Ned Kelly with that armor, which is mm. actually his fatal mistake, wasn't it? Because um, he he made like um, a load of like really heavy armor out of a plowshare, and then came out to fight um, some British. It was his last stand, but hadn't realized he didn't. I think he didn't have armor for the knees, so they just basically shot out his legs. He was so heavy, <laughs> he couldn't really yeah. see out of it. Or yeah, because it's fascinating. Tale, it's, actually, Ned Kelly he was, he was an interesting lad. It's a striking sort of. Uh, image isn't it of him coming yes, out with a no, suit of armour made of cast, cast yeah, it, iron I mean, it looks really cool but as with a lot of these things it's just it turns out impractical. completely impractical um, just yeah but he was very much sort of uh, an eloquent gentleman who was quite harassed by uh, by the authorities anyway that's for another yeah that's for maybe, another maybe we can do a, we could do a true crime podcast one of these days oh yeah um, what was it what was it called Urban Legends Nights no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I can't remember because we were talking about it when we looked at the the witch ghost. Yeah. Um, so, and the uh, Namahage may travel in pairs, one red face and the other blue, in the hamlet of Yumoto. So one's red face, one's blue. They're three. Yeah. Well, pair. They. It. It, it depends. They could red, pairs or, or so red or blue face also yeah okay yeah and they pairs or threes yeah in the hamlet of Yamato which is incorporated into the city of Uga the straw retire are often described as mino which is in Japanese but these are considered particular items of clothing known to the locals as kide 
So the Namahage's purpose was to admonish laggards. <laughs> Is this all laggards or just sort of kids again? Who sit around the fire idly doing nothing useful. So this is the etymology bit. Hiya. Hiya. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, nothing useful. Just, just enjoy the fire. Just, just, just warming my feet up. Yeah. Why not? Done my work for the day. Why has it all got to be? Well, this sounds like they're not doing their work for the day. Oh, okay, yeah. Sitting around a fire. Dragging, dragging village productivity down. Oh, nightmare. Our prefecture is behind. One of the refrains used by the Namahage is the olden in the olden days was blisters peeled yet. <laughs> oh, catty! Oh, <laughs> oh, I haven't got any blisters exactly. Namomiko uh, hagatakayo. That's what it means. That's in my perfect Japanese dialect. Yeah, absolutely, I should be pronouncing all these. Uh, Namomi signifies heat blisters. Oh, okay, yeah. Good or more precisely, hidako, which in Japanese is dariesi kyo hihan. But hidako is a glossed over uh, in. Oh, I can't just talking about sure. blisters. Just talking about blisters. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. It's kind of gone off on a bit of a tangent. It's just a lot of random Japanese words and talking about blisters. Anyway. Okay. Uh, uh, so, thus, blah, 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 thus. thus, fire rash peeling is generally believed to be the derivation of the name Namahage. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Perfect. No, no notes. Follow, follow yeah. that through like an Adam Curtis documentary. <laughs> I could not even be bothered to pass that. So, although the name, so tradition Although the Namahage are nowadays conceived of as a type of Oni or Ogre, it was originally a custom where youngsters impersonated the Kami who made visitations during the New Year season. Thus, it's a kind of Toshigami. And a Toshigami is... Uh, is uh, the son of a Shinto deity who comes around New Year. Okay. Okay. This is, this is a very confusingly written article. Yes. The practice has shifted over the years. According to the 20th century descriptions, Namahagi would typically receive rice cakes from households they visited, but newlywed couples were supposed to play host to them in full formal attire and offer them sake and food. Well, if, if the ogres come calling. I, mean, I suppose this is some kind of like... Shinto kind of like nature well not I don't know nature things but are ogres are nature spirits I don't really know um, that's interesting isn't it well, it's, it's, it's an interesting one though isn't it because it feels like you know if you had you know goblins around and you had to sort of like you know put yeah. on a three course dinner for them yeah give them some booze I quite like that because you've got married I think they'd be terrible house guests as well yeah considering they're just pissed up blokes in masks yeah. So, um, still, you know. the Namahage still receive hospitality in likewise manner during New Year's, but in a reversal of roles, the uh, Namahage distribute rice cakes to visitors and tourists during the Namahage Sido Matsuri, which is a Ooh, festival. It's a bit give and take, though. Mm. So, it's a New Year's ritual. And the Namahage visits now visits nowadays take place on New Year's Eve using the Western calendar. 
But it you used to... I've never thought of this before because the Chinese New Year, obviously, it's February, isn't it? It's, well, it's lunar or whatever. But, um, the Japanese use a Gorian character calendar. They do use Gorian, do they? Yeah, because yeah. I was... Um, I might this New Year. So there's a... They do a thing... They have, like, a New Year's noodles, like, and it, and then you have long noodles. It's okay, like, a, yeah. like a thing on New Year's Eve to kind of be long life in the new year and they and yeah, there's yeah. a there's a place down in Port Said actually which yeah. Japanese place which does it so I might go down to this Very nice. New Year's Eve um, yeah that's the only time they're opening over sort of the Christmas period is yeah, for the yeah. New Year's thing so I thought oh, I might go down there see as I'm not boosting yeah because they um, yeah because they I can't remember what it's called but there was like a restaurant well there was a period where they basically looked to learn from the West, didn't they? So I wonder whether they converted to Gregorian calendar at that period. It was like um, early 19th century or, so, or mid-19th yeah, century. Yeah, that or when America took it over called. after World War Two. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. can't so, remember the, uh, the name of that period. Edo, I think it might have been. The Edo period, but anyway, whatever. Um, but it used to be practised on the so-called Little New Year, which is the first full moon night of the year. This is on the 15th day of the first lunar uh, calendrical year, which is not the same thing as January 15th. It usually falls around mid-February, exactly two weeks after the Chinese New Year. Yeah. Before mentioned Namahage Sedo Festival, or Sedo, uh, which was not established until 1964, is held annually on the second weekend of February, roughly coinciding with the Little New Year at the uh, Shinzan Shrine. So, uh, some of the other, some of the Nagahame's other spoken lines were of knife wedded yet and uh, boiled <laughs> adzuki beans done yet. <laughs> they're really passive aggressive. Yeah, they're not really. Uh... So, the knife apparently signifies the instrument used to peel the blisters. It's very blister heavy <laughs> tradition. I mean, blisters are clearly more of an issue. Um, well, it's because they're sitting by, the, realized. They're they're sitting sitting by, by the fire so much they got blistered up, yeah. so that's proving they're lazy. So it's like one of these things where they've had to come up with like a thousand different insults for somebody with blisters, but, you know, yeah. right, as with all of these things, after the first five, you just kind of run out of... Uh... Yeah, stick to three. Yeah. Uh, so the legend of the Namahegi varies uh, according to an area. In Akita, legend has developed regarding the origins of the Namahagi that Emperor Wu of Han from China came to Japan bringing five demonic oni to the Uga area, and the oni established quarters in the two local high peaks, Honzan and Shinzan. These oni sold crops and young women from Uga's villages. The citizens of Uga uh, wagered the demons that if they could build a flight of stone steps, 1,000 steps in all, from the village to the five shrine halls. Uh, all in one night, then the villagers will supply them with a young woman every year. But if they failed the tasks, they would have to leave. Just as the ogres were about to complete the work, a villager mimicked the cry of a rooster and the ogres departed, believing they had failed. <laughs> oh, you got them on the technicality there. That's like... Well, they thought it was the morning because yeah, someone, someone went. Come on. He's, he's played. He's played no, clever. There. No, he's I mean, I mean, it's. I mean, it's still pitch black, but it must be morning. <laughs> well, rooster wouldn't be crying otherwise, would they? Absolutely. Oh, it's, and it was the the Meiji period, by the way. 
It's not the Edo. It came after the Edo period. Mm. No, it was 1868, apparently, when they started to okay. modernise. Um, sorry, again, only I'm interested in that. But, no, uh, I'm interested. But, uh, yeah, so... Okay, so so they so there's a basic like a little tale where they would um, or sort of some folklore where oh, they... the China because China and Japan hate each other and always <laughs> the the Chinese emperor came over with the ogres and they lived on top of the two highest peaks and would come down and nick women, young women and crops, uh, and so then they said, right, ogres, if you can build these stairs in one night, yeah, then we'll give you we'll do it we'll just give you the stuff rather than you having to take it otherwise oh, yeah. fuck off and then someone did a rooster thing and they went oops oh. but they had to shamefacedly return back then didn't they mm. oh we're two steps away but then two steps I away I sworn we had another couple of hours but <laughs> I mean the know. song's literally just set <laughs> <laughs> well uh, I mean, it took you probably an hour and a half to walk back, and it's only like <laughs> seven now, so <laughs> you don't suppose... No, I wouldn't do that. No, no one could impersonate no. a rooster. So, interpretations. Uh, an obvious purpose of the festival is to encourage young children to obey their parents and behave. A story as old as time. Oh, yes. Parents know who they're... Uh, Namahage actors are each year and might request them to teach specific lessons to their children during a visit. <laughs> oh, you've been a nice boy. <laughs> Largely blister-related uh, lessons, by the sound of it. The Namahage repeat the lessons to the children before leaving the house. Don't steal my chops. Don't steal my chops. Don't steal my chops. <laughs> Some ethnologists and folklorists suggests it relates to a belief in deities or spirits coming from abroad to take away misfortune and bring blessings for the new year while others believe it to be an agricultural custom where the kami from the sacred mountains visit so there we go neil that's the first of the new year's traditions okay so our second one is uh from spain it's another one of uh, the crazy myths of Catalonia. Oh, <laughs> we're at Catalonia just the other day. Yeah, we did indeed. Yeah. Uh, right. We're exploring the region of the shitlog. <laughs> okay, so we are uh, in Catalan. It's mm-hmm. New Year's Day, Neil. Nice. What do you you've think? Had, of you've had your you Christmas. Th- you've had your yeah. presents. Yeah. What do you think of when you think of New Year's now? I think of a screaming goat on fire running mm-hmm. across the sky. Um, no, I think of, uh, you know, out with the old, in with the new, uh, New mm-hmm. Year's resolutions. Do you think of noses? Uh, I can't say it's occurred to me before, but hey, I'm willing to open my mind to a new perspective. Brilliant, because... Uh, Just as well. So, we are looking at... Uh, Hom Dinassos, which is... Yes, this is the, the, the triple-nosed man who punishes children for being naughty at New Year's. No, do you know what? This guy's all right. It's, a bit, it's, it's a bit of fun. Because he sounds like fun. he could be doing quite a lot of gack, because uh, you know, he could turn very naughty. But <laughs> I don't think he's, that's he's why. Chosen, he's chosen a, a life of a righteousness. You don't know that. He could, you, he could play... He might not. He, he could play a could. symphony of nose flutes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So... This is from uh, BarcelonaLowdown.com. A man with as many noses as there are days left in the year. (laughs) 
Okay, that's a lot of noses. So, Lihom del Nasos, the man of the noses, is a mythical figure from Catalan folklore with as many noses as there are days left in the year. How does he smell? Very well. He's got lots of noses. Perfectly. January the 1st, he has 365 noses, which he then loses one per day as a year of I mean, you'd want to, wouldn't you? I don't think, I don't think, I think one nose is enough for me. <laughs> really weird. Shedding noses. I mean, like, what's the, he must have a terrible night on like New Year's Eve with the noses broke back. <laughs> Not all this again. It's like um, fucking body horror stuff from the 80s. It's, it's like a, yeah, it's, it's like, like a real Cronenberg horror, yeah. <laughs> don't need any of this. So during most of the year, the nose man hides away and only comes out on the 31st of December, which is actually when he's only got one night. <laughs> yeah. Finally, on, my one night I can go out and party. So on the morning of New Year's Eve, parents tell their children to be the lookout, uh, to be on the lookout for a man with as many noses that there are days left in the year. So the idea being that the excited youngsters will expect to see a man with hundreds of noses. But it turns out, this just sounds like one of these technicality things that just trick the kids, yeah. yeah. Um, the game is a play on words based on the fact that on the 31st of December, there's only one day left in the year and any passerby could potentially be in a home So this was just sort of coined by some right little pedant who was really pleased with himself that he could trick a five-year-old. I don't know, it's a uh, bit, bit of fun, isn't it? Bit of fun, I suppose, yeah, fair enough. So, the man of many noses, affliction, is the sim- is the symbolic of the passage of time and starting afresh on New Year's Day. I mean, I've I've often said that the passage of time, sort of trudging towards... Much like many, many tr- noses. Trudging towards an inevitable death is very much like losing a nose a day, isn't it? Yeah. It's, what we all say. It's a, common, it's a common thing that we say, you know. Yeah, I thought it was just, I thought it was just local to Sussex where we live, but... Yeah, no... Clearly Turns out it's fans uh, of the old factory system as the, the rest yeah, of us. The tradition probably evolved from the Roman pagan god Janus, the god of transitions, uh, beginnings and endings, gates and doors. The only, the only actual, the only sort of unique Roman god, I believe, was Janus. Well, there might have been a couple of them, but uh, yeah, most of them were just lifted from just Greek lifted gods, the Greeks um, and translated. But he only had two noses because he was two-faced, Janus. So it's the the god of like doorways or um, yeah, yeah. Also gave the name, gave the name the Janus effect. You know when you walk into a room and you forget what you came in for? All right. Apparently this is a psychological condition. Your brain kind of resets when you go into a new room because it's thinking about the contexts. Was he also the patron of theatres because of the happy and sad face mask thing? No, that's that's that was like from the ancient Greeks. That was the tragedy of com- they, comedy and tragedy. Comedy and tragedy. It might might have come from the the Italian ones later on, but I think it was okay. originally they used to wear them in Greek. If it was a comedy, they would wear like a, a smiley face or a tragedy. Well, it says here to, to, to back you up, Neil, for people who think you talk rubbish. Janice is normally portrayed with two faces, one reflecting on the past and the other looking forward to the year ahead. Yep. So I mostly babble rubbish, but sometimes. It's- so they do. Um, so in Barcelona, they do the nose man parade in the Gothic quarter, oh. and he's uh, <laughs> so it's got like a, <laughs> like an oversized sort of I imagine paper mache or plastic head, and he looks kind of like a bit like is what he's got a sailor's cap on for some reason. <laughs> so this is yet another reason to spend Christmas in Barcelona. Yeah, 
hundred percent. I want to. I want to have presents from the. He's got big white. And... Big, so he's got a sailor's hat on. Big white hair and mutton chops down the side, nice. and a big white bushy kind of curling up moustache and he looks like an absolute psychopath he's got really big staring eyes and an open mouth beautiful probably so people can see out yes (laughs) and there's a kid standing next to him with loads of noses um elasticated on his face (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like a laugh Uh, i mean because that's the thing is you've got 365 noses as well it's like some of those are going places you don't want noses yeah, unless they're tiny. We don't know. Yeah, that's true. We don't know. As as of yet, we haven't managed to no. get him to... Um, some, some between your Botox. That wouldn't necessarily be desirable. <laughs> we haven't yet got him to agree to a thorough examination. Well, it might lead to very high standards of uh, hygiene, so, you know, swings and roundabouts. So, Lejon del Nassos in Barcelona. The tradition of the man of the nose is celebrated in towns and cities throughout Catalonia, Navarra, Livrioca, Aragon, and Mallorca. In Barcelona on December the 31st, a cap gross with a large nose makes an appearance in several locations throughout the city. The exact route varies each year, but normally starts at the Casa del Entremesos at 10 a.m. and finishes at the Placa de Sant uh, Duam around 1.30 This year's itinerary will be published on the Barcelona City Council website a few days beforehand. And I believe he unlocks the town hall for the start of the new year as well. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's so a, he's a, yeah, so it's version a, of Black Rod then yeah, in it's the a, Parliament. An official, it's a very official position. <laughs> well, he's our version of this, yeah. Um, well, why not? It'd be, you know, it's no less absurd than Black Rod, to be fair. So... Um, we all like a bit of theatre in these things. So he looks different depending on the different towns. Mm. Uh, so in Tarragona or Tarragona, he's got a big red hat and he's blonde. Uh, and he's got a goatee, but not nice. the moustache. They've all got big noses, though. Yeah, you want that, don't you? Yeah. So, um, so uh, in uh, in Tarragona. The head was created in 1968, thanks to the impulse, impulse of uh, Juan uh, Vigili Basora, and became the first of its kind to adopt the morphology of a tadpole. What? Which I think that might be the nose. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, blah blah blah. So he walked. So basically, kind of all around Catalonia and that kind of area, they've all got. So Tarragona was the Their first one to do the big yeah. paper mache heads, but it's become quite a big thing. Um, so we've got a song here, which is sung in Tarragona, and, and that's what I'll end this, this bit on. Nice. So on the last day of this year, I look through the keyhole and I see an old man with a nose like a basket. He greets everyone and candy seems to give in. The man of noses, the man of noses, he walks around Tarragona. The man of noses, the man of noses, he says the year is ending. A very big hat on, he seems to be very changed. 
and how his yellow hair is, and to see his red nose. <laughs> it's a very stretched nose. He seems to have a cold. The man of the nose. Pay attention and you will soon know how many days will be left up till the end of year. <laughs> I mean, don't, don't fall into don't. the trap. You will only no, have good. to count. And you can guess it, the man with the noses. We done there? Yes, yes, that's it. I mean, they don't tend to put in a strong showing at the Eurovision contest, Spain, do they? To be fair, again, it's one of those that it might work in Spanish. And also, if, yeah. you, knew, if you knew the tune and you weren't making it up on the fly. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's also true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So there you go, Neil. There's another one. Well, it's a nice little song with it, so that's that's all good. Um, yeah, that's another. Well, Man With Many Noses, that's, um, yeah, it's, a, it's a, an arresting image. I might be more tempted to go to the one in Tarragona because I imagine the Bas- well, Barcelona is very expensive and um, maybe it'd be a bit more intimate yeah. in Tarragona. So, Neil, there's two New Year's myths and legends for you. There's some interesting bits of fun. Yeah, well, you know. What do you reckon? As we said before, I, I don't know. It, was, um, it wasn't a lot to them, but they were, uh, yeah. It's surprising it was- how little there is based around New Year, really. Like you would yeah. think there'd be more sort of myths and legends, but it doesn't seem to be. It's more stuff like there are little kind of traditions which you do within your house. Like in Denmark, they they break plates, or in like Latin countries, they eat a grape for each chime of the clock at twelve, and there's stuff like that. But there isn't many kind of creatures. No, there's some like there's some scary pasta, whatever they call it on like Reddit. We might have to delve into the realms of Reddit, even though we've resisted well, it next year, but we'll see. We'll worry about, we'll worry about that. Let's worry. We've got a whole year to worry about that. You know what I mean? And so, no, I think, well, do you know what? Hey. Even if it's just a little, a little dive into some other cultures, it's hey, quite interesting. And, we, and, and that's something new that we didn't know about before. And isn't exactly. that really what yeah. life's all about? We started the new year with the gift of knowledge and, and mm. different perspectives. Mm? Isn't mm. it? Mm. Mm. Wonderful. And I'll be honest with you, I'm quite glad that we're, we're done now. We can go back to talking about lizards or pigmen. Yeah, I want to uh, find another pigman type creature. Yeah, I've got... Uh, <laughs> I've got... Um, half man, half whatever animal. Yeah, I'm quite interested in in a, in a few of the ones which, uh, which got lined up to have a look at, uh, such as... Let me have a little look-see. Uh... Uh, the Groot Slag, looking forward Ooh. to that. Uh, El Culbron, that's good. Uh, the Smile Dog, that's Ooh. Creepypasta. Uh, the Cemetery Mule. <laughs> hey, man. There's plenty there's, out there. There's plenty out there. Uh, where's... Uh, and, well, there's uh, Fee Kong Koi, who is... Hilarious ghost from Thailand. Oh, so, I'm looking. So looking keep to your ears involved with that cheeky little fella. Sometimes, so keep your ears going. Oh, <laughs> and and let's not forget the evil enchanted river dolphin, Otto Encantando. I've always thought those dolphins are up to no good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's always the thing, isn't it? With kind of people who go, oh, "I'll be great if we meet aliens and that," because we'll, you know, we'll obviously be able to work out how to communicate with them. It's like we can't even talk to monkeys they'll, and dolphins. They'll, they'll take one look at us and wipe <laughs> us the fuck out, rightly so. <laughs> and with that, Neil, a very happy start to the new year. So, yes, have a great twenty. Well, here's hoping you have a lovely twenty twenty three. Yeah, we'll get through it together. Yes.
Let's do, it can only, things can only get better. We as, as Dean Ream prophesized. We've been saying over. <laughs> we've been saying every year for the last few years. Cool. All right, guys. Um, happy New Year, and um, yeah, we're back normal time Thursday, and uh, the Christmas twelve days is still going on. If if you're bored, that goes yes. on until the fifth. Cool. All right, guys. See you soon. Take care. Bye bye. Goodbye. Wi-Fi. Shit, I'm good. Busy good.